right, welcome to Bellwether Friends, definitely not the first podcast featuring a discussion on pop culture and why we think you should like what we like. You should trust us because we're librarians. We are. Every couple of weeks, Anna and I will get together with some non-alcoholic beverage for her and wine for me, and we'll chat about a couple of pop culture topics, what we think and how we feel, and we'll end the show with our current obsessions. Who are we? I'm Carolyn, a librarian living in Chicago who watches way too much TV. And I'm Anna, a librarian in Western Massachusetts who's trying to figure out her latest obsession. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, mostly I've just been reading it. <laughs> Still. So, so I, I got the audiobook. So me too. I, I'm listening yes. along with you. Okay. Although you're probably farther along. Well, I'm, 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 I have the CDs, but I'm listening to it through Overdrive because my car CD player is on strike. Uh-oh. Um, but I'm on part 16 of 48. Okay. I have no idea where that is. What, I don't either. One of the things that I discovered, I also downloaded the Kindle book. And um, so I'm listening to it through Audible. Um, it Audible knows where I am in my Kindle book. And then my Kindle book knows where I am in Audible. So it's like, <sighs> I don't have to jump around. It's amazing. It's the future. That's true of Overdrive also. So I was listening to it on my iPad and then I was listening to it on my phone and it was like, you've been ahead of yourself on the other one. Do you want to go to that point? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Actually. Yes, I do. What so do you it's think not just so far? Amazon. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you think so far? Actually, okay, so here are my thoughts. I was trying to gather them today in the car mm. in case you asked me this question. Because <laughs> you knew it was coming. Okay, I like it so far. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an excess of words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine. I don't mind, let's call it florid <laughs> prose. Mm. That's fine. And I like the way that we're getting to see into different characters, like, deep into them instead of just a little <laughs> like, like, really deep. Like, really deep. No, but, you know, instead of, like, you having a f- two main characters, say, in a romance where you just basically get them and then you get a few side characters, but... Sh- <laughs> Unless they're going to be the main characters in a future series, you have no, you have no knowledge of them at all. So this is like interesting in that way, and I like the way that it's moving forward. And it reminds me of the X Files because oh. um, they're always like Mulder's like this is a thing that happened in 1998 and back <laughs> 11 years before that and 11 years before that. and he has like the microfilm evidence or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that is guaranteed to make me interested um the only thing that i'm gonna say is that it's it's not passing the bechdel test (laughs) (laughs) at all (laughs) at all so i'm uh almost a third of the way through and there's the one major female character but we've had like two pages from her perspective most of it was from her scary husband's perspective right um, you know, that's not my favorite. It's kind of like I read The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, and that was an interesting book, and I I liked it. But it so failed the Bechdel test. I don't care that much if there are no women around. So I have to fight against my, um, where are the women? What's going on? Why are there no girls around? Yeah, and the women, so, so far... As far as I've gotten, um, there you know there are a few mothers. Right. Uh, there's a librarian. Right. There's a teacher. Right. 
that's pretty much it. And then there's Beverly Marsh, the main right. character, who, like you said, it, and as far as I've gotten, it's only been that uh, that really brief glimpse. So, um, yeah, and honestly, I don't remember <laughs> if there's anything further on where one woman talks to another woman about something other than men or... <laughs> Um, I don't actually think that happens. I Probably not. And you know what? That's fine. I can take that for what it is. It's just, um, you know, it might prevent me from becoming a huge Stephen King aficionado. If yeah. If like that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, you know, and to be honest, he does, he writes like singular female characters, right? So like most of his books tend to be all men with one woman or two women or see if it were the other way around <laughs> <laughs> it would be great i feel like so this i can't remember how many times i've read this book but i feel like this time around it seems like it's his kind of screw you to um all of his critics yeah there's definitely a little bit of like with the the bill mm-hmm. like the um well he went to writing class and they told him that blah 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 but he's just writing what you know they can call it pulp if he wants but whatever you know i feel like that might be a little bit of stephen king perspective yeah yeah and there was no editor to kind of rein him in either <laughs> like hey maybe we don't need all of this about the rivers and the topography well you know what actually i was gonna say that he does a really good job of creating like a sense of place you know everyone talks about the same landmarks and stuff and you kind of almost see it in your head he does and he does a really good job with that over multiple books Okay. So he's got places that he's created that, you know, pop up in different books. And, it, yeah, what he does with that is is amazing. Um, all right. Well, so good. So you're sticking with it. It's long. It is. Uh, okay. So you have to tell me. You had a homework assignment also. So you have to tell me. I did. About your experience with the Gilmore Girls. I won't be mad if you were like, I hate this. So I, um, I watched it tonight. <laughs> I finished it 45 minutes ago. It's fresh and in your mind. It's so fresh in my mind. Um, I immediately was like, yay, because they were watching Grey Gardens. So this was the um, the Thanksgiving episode from the third season. Uh, by the way, Anna didn't let me watch any of the others, so I jumped right in. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so right away they were watching Grey Gardens, and it was very cute. And then all of a sudden the music started and the credits and... It was horrible. It was like this horrible, cheesy. Oh, so I sat through it, and then and then I watched the show. And honestly, by the end of it, I was like, okay, I could totally see watching this again and getting into it. Um, the only thing that so first of all, everyone is in the show. Like everyone is in the show. Like Sally Struthers is in the show. Yep. Um. Badger from uh, Breaking Bad is in the, like everyone was in the show, but the thing that really got to me was there was a lot of obvious witty banter, mm-hmm. and there it felt like it, it felt so staged. Um, so there was a scene where um, they're in the diner or the restaurant, and it, it's the two Laura Lorelei. Lorelai, yeah. Lorelai and Rory and then Luke, right? Yep. Um, so the three of them are talking and it's very like punchy, 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 you know, and it was like, I, I was 
breathless. <laughs> I was like, okay, everybody stop. Take a breath. That is definitely the show's hallmark, probably. Like, you have to believe. You have to, or disbelieve. You have to cast aside your belief that people couldn't possibly speak at such a pace. Yeah. And with a, such a flood of cultural references. And go with it. If you if you don't like that, then you know you don't like the show. That's fine. But I think it's a, it reminded me a lot in that way of Dawson's Creek. Oh, goody. Because well, because people don't talk like like that. that right, in, I understand. Dawson's Creek. So um, no, I I I could appreciate it. I I don't know that I will pick it up and start watching it again. But um, it's okay. I might assign you. <laughs> The pilot next. <laughs> I liked the when it slowed down mm-hmm. and the relationship, you know, the moments between mother and daughter. I liked those. They're actually, this is a show, so speaking of the Bechdel test, this is a show that focuses on women's relationships, specifically the relationship between Rory and Lorelai and Lorelai and her mother. Mm, and uh-huh. the show's really at its best, I think, when it's showing... Uh, arguments yeah like family disagreements like really old wounds that are never quite healed Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes you have to look away because you're like ah yeah yeah too real and i think this episode might have been a little quick pace because they had to get to for thanksgiving so it was like yeah well we have 45 (laughs) minutes to do that also my stomach hurt because they just kept eating the whole time (laughs) Stop eating. All right. Well, yeah. thank you for trying it. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it was fun to see everybody. I know um, all those people. I know. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, I do have to say something that was super duper weird. Um, one of Rory's classmates, and I don't remember the character's name, but she's um, blonde. What is it? Paris. Paris. Okay. Um, she's in... How to get away How with to murder. murder. Yep. She yeah. Was in scandal for a while too. But it's like so bizarre to see her playing a high school student. She is one of my favorite characters <laughs> in this show. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, she's she pretty little... much always like that. <laughs> <laughs> like super high strung. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So feel free to assign me shows. Oh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've been introduced to every character, pretty much. I think Seriously, they were all. Her parents were there, yep. and French people. <laughs> yep. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy was yep. fantastic. She was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was okay. good. All right, all, all right. Moving, so on. moving along. Um, all right, so today we're talking about. Um, a topic that was suggested to us on our Facebook page by Anne Heideman, and it is uh, kind of how to deal with recommendations that you're given by somebody that you're just not excited about or really want to read or watch or listen to. And so how do you kind of deal with that? Um, and, and have you ever, have you, Anna, been ever faced with that? Probably. Like when I said you should read some Stephen King. <laughs> oh, I see. I, I, you know, we talked about Reader's Advisory before, but I'm generally mm-hmm. game with 
trying new things and going outside my comfort zone. I don't think there's usually a time when I'm like, I really don't want to read that. <laughs> um, but this, this may be a no-brainer, but usually you say, okay, <laughs> I'll put it on my list. And I usually do put it on my list, but that doesn't mean I'll ever get around <laughs> to it. I, I have a backlog of years. Um, if someone suggested the same, you know, like if they followed up with me and it was obviously important to them. Have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? It, <laughs> I would read it anyway, you know? Yeah. And then I would try to talk about it with them if they wanted. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so can you think of any like movie or, or book genre or anything that someone's recommended where you just thought, oh God, do I have to? Uh, no, this is not, a, I guess, not a good topic for me. <laughs> um, let me think about it. You, you answer the question while I ruminate. Oh, okay. Well, so I definitely, I'm way more uh, opinionated about this. I definitely have, um, genres that I, I tend to avoid on my own. And so when somebody recommends it, I, um, I'm probably less likely to, to do it. I'm very much, I'm very agreeable. I will say, yes, of course, that sounds lovely. <laughs> and then carry on my merry way and hope they forget about it. Um, right, so that's what you do. <laughs> but, um, so I'm, I'm so sad to report that at the top of my list of books that I don't usually like, our romance. It's okay. I know. Um, just because you're ignorant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, well, that's okay. Not although, everyone likes it. But although then, so here's the thing, though. Um, uh, there's definitely a I think I don't like versus I do like or I really don't like, if that makes sense. So in my head, I think I don't like romances. Um but every now and then, either I get tricked into reading one or <laughs> or I give it a go. And I do like it. Um, but for whatever reason, there's some part of my brain that then immediately rejects that and says, hey, no, no. You, now I feel like I need to assign you a romance. Oh, story. boy. All right. Well, I'm have getting my post in. Have note. you read Bet Me? Bet Me? No. Bet Me? Okay. I well, don't think so. I may assign that to you. Okay. Okay. Carry on. Um, so I would say romance and then I would say like really kind of, um, truly honest literary stuff. Um, I, oh boy. (laughs) And that's the kind of stuff that I, I always think I want to read. And then I, no, (laughs) no, I don't want to read that. Um, mostly for me, it's literary fiction. Like I've been, I try, we just talked about this before. I try literary fiction and I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I don't read this (laughs) because nothing happens or there's just a lot of angst and then (laughs) it turns out nothing has happened. I don't know. Yeah. And then usually by the end of it, I'm angry. But the truth is that I would, if someone I, I, maybe it's, maybe it's the question of, is this someone that you like and trust recommending it to you? We have, I have a couple of people that if they recommend something to me, I'll read it. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, because they know my tastes. But I I do have patrons come up to me at the desk and say, you should really read that. And I was like, sure. <laughs> you betcha. There's another aspect of this that I want to ask you about, which is 
when everyone says, <gasps> you have to read this. Oh my God, you have to read this. Oh, this yes. Is, do you have the same reaction I do? That's on my list. And actually I have it not under books. I have it under movies, but it okay. counts the same. Um, I don't like them. Yeah. And, th- and there's a part of me that refuses to do it. Yeah, well, because there's a certain part that's like, well, everyone wants me to do it, then it's <laughs> not going to. I'm not going to. Yes, I'm very, like, contrary, stubborn. Contrary, I believe. Is the word. <laughs> very contrary. Um, So my example for that is a movie, and it it's uh, Lost in Translation. And before Oh, you I... should really watch that, Carolyn. <laughs> oh, no. It's the best. You're going to love it. I know. I heard that from everybody, and I finally watched it. And then I was like... And, then. and so, <laughs> and then it was so over. Bill Murray. So <laughs> I was like, "Where's the rest of the movie? <laughs> Where's the part that's good. so amazing?" Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, and I think I probably, and, and here's the thing, and this is usually the case, uh, case in in these situations, is that I usually, or I probably would like the movie or the book. If it hadn't been so severely hyped. Right, right, exactly. Because then you have high expectations for it. Yes! Which are inevitably dashed. Always. Always. Because my expectations cannot be (laughs) met. It's not possible. Yeah, no, that's totally... So that's definitely when this happens. When everybody tells me I have to read something. Well, I can say that there was a movie that my partner of the time wanted to see that I was like no and it was the passion of the Christ (laughs) so there are times when I would just say nope Mm, no nope that's okay you watch it yep you watch Uh, it you tell me all about it (laughs) I just you know I'm generally open to new experiences but nope (laughs) so I think another part of this uh topic is also what do you do when you really like the person that recommends it to you and so you trust in that person and you go along and you read that book or you watch that movie and then suddenly your view of that person is changed based on what they've recommended so if they come to you and they say my favorite book is you know this horrible (laughs) this is why it's better not to know too much information about people (laughs) See, I worry about that all the time. So if somebody says to me, like, oh, my gosh, I love blah, blah, blah. You should watch it or you should read it. I probably won't because I think, you know what? I like you. (laughs) Well, you know, when you make a recommendation about something, you feel like you're giving a part of yourself. Oh, yeah. Putting it out there. And so Mm -hmm. if they don't like it, then it feels like a reflection of you. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. So I guess the hard thing is to learn to recommend things, but understand that it's it may not be for everyone. Mm. And maybe it's something that just appeals to you because of where you've come from. So like I recommended the Gilmore Girls to you. I like it. That doesn't mean you're going to like it. It doesn't mean I like you less. Although, <laughs> mm, we'll see. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I like you just the same. Um, but, you know, because on the occasion that someone comes back to you and says, oh, my God, that was awesome, that makes up for, I think, the rest of the possible missteps. Yeah. 
Well, and I think, too, that that plays a role into the whole, oh, my God, you know, everybody telling you you have to watch this. Because there isn't, when that happens, there isn't that understanding that it may not be for everybody. There's that implied, it is for everybody. Everyone loves it. Right. Right. And it's especially for you. And if you don't love it, then there's something wrong with you. Right. So there's another topic um, on our list called something that you hate slash love that everyone else loves slash hate. Yes. <laughs> I haven't thought about this yet. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, I was just thinking about, like, um, Seinfeld. When Seinfeld <laughs> was happening, I did not like it. I did not care for it. I still don't care for it. It's not my thing. It's a very acquired taste, yes. There are some people out there that don't like Harry Potter for whatever reason. That's just not... Something they like. It's fine. We try not to judge those people. <laughs> it's fine. Harry Potter is not perfect. No, um, yeah. But it's appealing. But, you know, there are definitely, like, places that she's drawing from. And if you don't like Harry Potter, you could read those or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. My thing with that is music, definitely. Yeah. Um, I there There's a lot of music that everyone else likes that I cannot stand i cannot like what uh, uh, the eagles bruce springsteen eric clapton (laughs) okay um is there a theme here let's see male musicians from the 70s um but you like tom petty uh but i like tom petty and that he reminds me of this situational tom petty yeah yeah no i wouldn't like run right out and go see him in concert or anything but See, I can't deal with those other ones. Like, I have to change the the radio. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And and the, that's one of those things where, um, you know, people always go on about, like, the musical genius of Eric Clapton. And I think, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm sure there are, if I spent long enough, um, I could come up with some author's that I feel the same way about. Um... Are they going to be mostly male, white authors? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, it just, you know, it, there's something about feeling a lot of pressure to like something. Something right. that's kind of in the zeitgeist. And, and, and if you don't like it, then you're a pariah. I don't like that sort of pressure. I, I don't like that sort of pressure either. There's a there's a feature on the the Onions AV Club, which is people talking about why they hate a certain song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that the, their tagline is in hate song we ask our favorite musicians, writers, comedians, actors, and so forth to expound on the one song they hate most in the world. I've seen this feature. Yeah, yeah. And, so, you know, I'm not really into hating things or, like, because I feel like if you say to the world at large or on Twitter, like, I hate this, <laughs> um, then there's always going to be someone out there that's like, oh, That's my favorite. That's my thing, you know? And <laughs> yes. I think everyone should feel comfortable with their thing. Yes. Because I usually love things that other people like to hate on, such as romance novels or boy bands or, <laughs> you know, whatever is the whipping boy so to speak i i have found (laughs) so to speak i have found that um 
I've been getting, I'm, or rather, I'm more sensitive to that lately. Yeah. Um, watching this sort, especially on Twitter, watching this sort of momentum build against something. Yeah. And it, uh, it's really disheartening. And it, it makes me not want to say anything about anything at all. Um, especially when the tide turns on something. So, um, everyone's talking about this new podcast called Serial. Yep. And I am a listener of Serial. I like Serial very much. Um, and when it first came out, there was a lot of buzz about it and it gained popularity very quickly. And then a few pieces came out kind of questioning some of its, um, Oh, I don't, like, uh, not kind of authorial point of view. And there was this, uh, you know, should we really be having this almost mystery, murder mystery party happening every week about someone who was actually killed? Like, this is a real person. This isn't uh, right, right. An, a law and order episode. And the tide turned against that show so quickly that now... Where I was seeing people excited for the podcast and talking about it in a positive light, now it's all negative. And it it happened very quickly, and it was shocking to see. Um, And I feel like I was just kind of, you know, like standing on the sidewalk, and all of a sudden there was like this horrible car accident in front of me, and then it all got, you know, like everything was working fine, and there was a terrible car accident, and then all got cleaned up. And it was just, it like happened so fast. Um, And I, I really... I feel like we don't spend enough time with anything to make those kinds of decisions. Um, there was hardly enough time to really think about how much we liked it before we tore it down. We were like, okay. Yeah. Like the cycle on everything is really fast these days. Yes. Yeah. This totally went way away from what we were originally Not talking really, about. really, because... <laughs> because, you know, if someone recommends you something and it is something that everyone hates or loves, then, you know, that's going to influence your, your desire to read it if you know, or, or watch it, if you know nothing other than that about it. So the, the sort of popular or cultural, um, momentum of something or background about something, if you're on Twitter, like we are, we just see a lot of stuff fly by. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't listened to Serial, but I definitely saw people are, were excited about it and maybe it's because it comes out the same day as our podcast <laughs> they kept getting it confused they, with us they would be like no yeah, they would be like i'm so excited for the new serial oh and also bellwether friends is coming out that's pretty good um so i don't know i will listen slash watch slash read pretty much whatever is recommended to me unless um if it's a person that I like. <laughs> if it's one of my patrons, I'll smile and nod, probably. Unless it's one of the few that, like, actually know what I read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Anne, I hope that answered your question. And, uh... <laughs> you know where to find us, if not. Yeah, let us know if it didn't. And and for the for the rest of you, let us know what you do when uh, faced with something that someone recommends that maybe you're not so keen on on reading or 
or watching. How many of you just do it anyway? Take one for the team. And how many of you just smile and nod? <laughs> Put it on the list and continue on. Um, so the other thing that we wanted to talk about, it's it's almost the holiday season, Anna. Uh, don't I know it. <laughs> and the holiday season means travel. Right. Yes. Um, you, in fact, are traveling. I am. I'm, I am attempting to pack up <laughs> and I'm going to go to Salt Lake City um, and see my family and I'm going to go to Seattle and see Sterling Spice and then I'm going to come all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> and so my question is, um, I'll ask you, Okay. when you're traveling, hmm. like what cultural consumption do you try to do? I'm going to say mm-hmm. for pleasure. Because mm-hmm. when you're business traveling, usually you don't have time to do stuff like that. So, like, what do you take with you? How many books do you pack for how many days? Do you, is there anything you get at the airport just because you're traveling to, or that you that you do just because you're traveling? Yeah, totally. Um, so I don't have any sort of formula for how many books for how many days. Um, it, it depends on where I'm going and what I'll be doing. Um if I'm, you know, going to visit family or um, going to, you know, something where I will be having a fair amount of downtime, then I, I will probably pack more to read. Um, or if I know I'm going to be someplace where there isn't, like, internet <laughs> or or uh, a TV. Um, but in terms of what I actually read when I travel, the... I always get um, trashy magazines at the airport. Okay. Like, always, always. Um, Sometimes I will get a girly magazine, like... um, Seventeen? No. (laughs) Cosmo? Sassy. (laughs) And, you know, not Cosmo, because it's it's actually, like, a little mortifying to buy that magazine, given what it says on the cover. Okay. So, like, glamour or... I don't know, Marie Claire. I usually don't get something like Vogue because it's all ads and it's the size of a phone book. Um, but I like the gossipy tabloid magazines. And here's why I get them. Um, I am a horrible flyer, like a really, really, really bad flyer. And I can't concentrate on a plane long enough to read a book. So I need short little snippets of things that I can read very quickly and then hyperventilate into a bag and then (laughs) go back and read another little snippet. So I have found that tabloid magazines are perfect for that. And then, then they'll usually last me far enough into the flight that I can calm down enough to like listen to a podcast or, um, maybe try a book. Do you, um, pack any, like movies or TV shows or anything? If I'm, if I plan ahead, I do. Um, I definitely prefer to have TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, just again, because of the, um, the, uh, the brain space, <laughs> um, movies I, I don't do as well, but, um, I, I usually forget and remember when I'm at the airport and then I can't get a good enough Wi-Fi connection to download <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I rely on magazines and I play games on my phone and I do that sort of thing. Um, but I have, it it used to be that I would pack 
maybe like two books in my backpack and then like maybe an extra three or four in my suitcase. Okay. Um, but now with the, like the Kindle and the tablet and all of that, um, I just take that and I have at any time. You don't have a backup paper book just in case? You know, so this is really funny. The other day I was thinking, um, cause I said to Fred, I was like, I said, I'm going to read my book. And then a little while later I said, my book died. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought, well, crap this never happened to me before and i didn't have a paper backup um so i yes you're right i do i do usually bring one paper backup okay well and and usually where i go wherever i'm going i can get books (laughs) yes you're not going to some kind of bookless desert (laughs) no (laughs) no i've even i've even sought out um English bookshops in Paris just so that I could have another book. So yes, <laughs> must have books. So what about you? Okay, so I also have like I I go to the airport with the intention of purchasing. Right now it's Entertainment Weekly that I purchase. Oh but yeah, it, it used to be People because I like to time myself to see how long it took me to do the People crossword. <laughs> Usually less than five minutes. <laughs> Show up. <laughs> it's not very hard. Have you ever tried a people crossword? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I'm gonna get one. The I'm next gonna challenge flight. you to do people crossword. <laughs> um, I'm writing it down. So, I actually, speaking of crosswords, I always do the crossword in the magazine, like the in-flight magazine. So, if one in my seat pocket has been done, I have to rummage oh. around other people's seat pockets to find one that hasn't been done i usually do the easier sudokus as well <laughs> do you ever do the mensa test no i don't usually do like the the other stuff just like the, the brain teaser and then, okay yeah um so that's what i do when i'm actually traveling i usually have a book um and i read it a paper one <laughs> i do read ebooks and um they're usually galley arcs so i don't yeah. have backup paper backups of them right um but i don't think i've traveled enough while doing that and i i just got an ipad so i didn't have a tablet i just read them on my phone and so you know it's not like i have something um book sized yeah <laughs> okay on until like uh, three weeks ago <gasps> until three weeks ago when I bought an iPad mini. <laughs> dun, 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 dun! <laughs> uh, but I have on the table in the other room, I have a stack of three books for me. Um, one of which, well, no, actually, if I add it to the pile, which I, which the paper copy just came in today, it's really Oof. heavy, like a brick. <laughs> so I have another book that's almost as heavy called The Blinding Knife by Brent Weeks, and I have um, Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. Yes! And then I'll have It. So I'll probably just take those three giant, no, two ginormous, one normal-sized book, and then I'll have my books on my phone. And then I have a pile of books for my child who's coming with me. (laughs) Um, Luckily, he's been reading chapter books lately so i don't have to pack as many all the picture books yeah the picture books are really heavy now Mm -hmm. i can can make my dad take me to the library when i get there and we can get picture books that's fine i like the salt lake public library it's interesting (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but I usually figure I need at least a book a day, if only because if I finish one and I don't have one that I'm interested in around me, I'll be bereft. Yeah. No, I understand that. And usually when I'm, like, if I'm going to go visit my mom, I don't worry about it so much because I know that she has plenty she at her has house. She stuff around, right. Yeah. That I can just grab and Yeah. My whatever. sister could give me any number of books, so she'll be around. Yeah. <laughs> but also the advent of e-readers have made it easier to just like check out an e-book from the library yep. in a time of need or buy an e-book or whatever. So I feel that that piece is nice. Nice to have. I'm not an anti-e-reader person. I just like to have my paper book security blanket. <laughs> you know, and, and I feel like a moron for not ever thinking that I would need a backup but when my book died I just I don't know how I didn't see that coming no no it's not print that's dead (laughs) it's my tablet um yes so what I have learned um over the last few trips is that I am like I've got chargers coming out the wazoo i've got like one in my carry-on <laughs> one in my suitcase one in my backpack one in my purse one, like there are chargers everywhere um so that i'm never without power do you have a portable charger i don't that's the only thing i don't have you might want to invest in one of those suckers they are handy you know i i may put it on my christmas list it's not a bad idea yeah i think i will i think i will um all right so you have three books that's quite the range <laughs> I like I like a range. I'm gonna be home yeah, for no. a week, and my family will be there, and they will <laughs> let me read if, if I want to read. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, my son might not. <laughs> he will also be there, but presumably he'll go to bed at some point. Yes. Well, and I always need before bed reading or before sleep reading. In bed before sleep reading. So I also have, um, you know, a ton of podcasts to listen to, and because little G will be along, we'll have the portable DVD player, and, you know, we'll distract him with a movie or, you know, DVD of something. Yes. At a crucial time. I usually wait (laughs) to see how long his tolerance is going to be. Uh-huh. And he can usually entertain himself for quite a while before he's like, oh. What, are we there yet? What, <laughs> the modern child equivalent. And, you know, we've got, we're going through Chicago, actually. Oh. Day after tomorrow. All right. So how we'll long wave, is your layover? We'll wave at you. It's not All that right. long. Oh, okay. 45 minutes. If it were longer, I would have talked to you about this already. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got two flights. It's a long way to Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to get up really early in the morning, so... I will. I predict that he'll need entertainment on both flights. Is <laughs> oh. um, he? I don't know if he's like Emma, but we could always stretch the entertainment with food. Yeah, I have to pack snacks. I'm gonna put that on my list. Yeah. So we would, you know, offer a snack when when she would first start getting antsy. Then, okay, try a snack first, and then. Although she did learn that. Um, the DVD player couldn't go on until we were 10,000 feet in the air. And so she learned pretty quickly when the ding happened, it was time for the DVD player. Okay, okay, yeah. 
mean, I, I, th- I may also read to him. To the pleasure of your seatmate. Yeah, I hope you like the secret garden. <laughs> well, who doesn't want... So I have, a, like, a headphone splitter so we can both watch something together. Nice. Yeah. If we want. Okay. It sounds great. It sounds like a fabulous Everyone plan. Everyone should travel and read and listen to things. Use so, but... It, what? Go ahead. <laughs> use it as a way to get catch up on some stuff. Oh, it's definitely a catch up. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. Once once I uh once my blood pressure goes back down. <laughs> I don't like flying. All right. Well, so um dear listeners, what do you do when you travel? What are your special airport purchases? Um how many books do you bring for how many days? And um do you, unlike me, remember to bring a paper backup for your electronic book? Um so let us know. And Anna, have you had time to think of an obsession figure out what i'm obsessed with you know what i'm just trying to listen to as much of it as i can before my overdrive audiobook expires oh my god i actually the have pressure a, I, well i have i this is the one i got through boston public library overdrive account that i have and i have a hold on the other one in my um western mass library account so hopefully that hold will come in <laughs> As this one is expiring. <laughs> but the paper copy did come in today, so I can always use my eyeballs. You know, and I've been finding that I read, well, I, I get further with my eyeballs than the audio. What do you think of Stephen Weber's narration? I think it's good. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I like it. I mean, He does great see, voices. I'm sure that most people know him from a variety of things but i know him primarily from the movie jeffrey (laughs) (laughs) so that's a little weird but um (laughs) and also so i'm gonna confess this to you okay when you have overdrive or podcast software or whatever you can speed up the audio so i am listening to it at 1.25 Speed. Oh, and does that that doesn't make him sound weird? It de- some things you can do it with, and some not. So there are some podcasts that have natural fast talkers, and so mm. if you speed them up, <laughs> they sound like the chipmunks. Um, and then some, it works out just fine, and you just get used to it. Basically, I've gotten used to Stephen Weber at one point two five speed, and so if I have to go back to my audio discs in the car um Uh, i'm gonna be weirded out so i'm looking at at my audiobook and i can increase the speed all right to three well yeah you don't want to do that wow (laughs) (laughs) all right well i'll try it tomorrow we'll see how steven's how fast he can go 1.25 is okay just you can get into the. It's not too much faster, but you know you have to do all you can to get through. It's the true. Volume. This is a very long book. Um, so I, I too was having trouble coming up with an obsession. Um, I'm trying really hard not to be obsessed with the holidays yet, um, but it's hard because it's dark at like three thirty, and I know that we're going to put up our Christmas tree next Friday, awesome. and it'll make like our living room pretty 
that would be good. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I'm trying not to let the obsession part happen until the tree is actually up. Because I get very... Um, everything in its place, right? So it's not time for Christmas yet. Um, and that's, you know, I know that a lot of our Twitter friends have their trees up already. Um, and I, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't you? No, I have to, I'm going to wait until after I get back. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really do. I have to wait till after Thanksgiving. I just, I well, do. Well, the day after seems fine. Yes. That's, that's as early as I will. I do. I did remember. I have one thing that I'm obsessed about. So Lumberjanes number eight Uh is coming out, or it has Uh. come out, and I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. It's going to finish this storyline, but not the series. There was originally just going to be eight issues and then done, but then they extended it. So, yay, Lumberjanes! Yay! That's still that's on my list too. Okay. I'm waiting till they release them all into one big book. Okay. Well, you should read Nimona in the meantime because it's done. Okay. It's online. Nimona. It's online? Yep. It's not that long. (sighs) It's going to come out in a book also, I believe. So if you want to (laughs) wait. Wait, you're just saying you'll read it. (laughs) You're not actually going to do it, are you? I'm smiling and nodding. Uh, Well, I appreciate your good faith watching of Gilmore Girls, and I hope you believe that I am really reading it. I believe that you are. I do. Because I'm live tweeting it. You talk about it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. No, I believe you. Well, uh, safe travels. Thank you. By the time this airs, I will be back. Okay. (laughs) Well, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. By the yes. time this airs, Thanksgiving will be long over. <laughs> well, I know, but we're not going to have a Thanksgiving episode. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving retroactively to everyone who's listening. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, I'm Carolyn. You can find me all over the internet at Paper Squared. P-A-P-E-R-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D. And I'm Anna. You can find me online at Helga Grace, H-E-L-G-A-G-R-A-C-E. And our in and out music was provided by fantastic Julie Jurgens. You can find her on Twitter at Hi Miss Julie, H-I-M-I-S-S-J-U-L-I-E. Bye. <laughs>